Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. The Fit Dad Lifestyle is a community and supplement brand where fathers support other fathers throughout the journey of fatherhood. We believe that maintaining a healthy lifestyle isn't about crash diets and the latest workout craze. Instead, we offer dads the education, resources, and support they need to maintain a balanced lifestyle long term. There aren't a lot of dedicated community groups for dads, and we know that men are generally less likely to talk about the challenges they face in life. So we wanted to go above and beyond the meal plans and quick fixes and offer a way for fathers to communicate in a helpful, negative-free environment. Whether it's supporting your partner when a new baby arrives, balancing work and the kids, or just fitting in time to get your health and fitness back on track. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be the best father that you can be and the leader that your kids want to see you be every day. It's brought to you by Fit Dad Fuel. Fit Dad Fuel is our supplement range. Our supplement range helps support this podcast, the workouts, the online education, and the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to help keep everything as cost-free as possible for dads worldwide. Enjoy the episode. Here it is, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast, episode 100. So today, we've got a very special guest, Gunnar Peterson. So Gunnar is a trainer working out of Beverly Hills, working with celebrities, athletes, and everyday clients. He's also the Los Angeles Lakers Director of Strength and Endurance. So Gunnar, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your, uh, your making the time work with the time changes. Mate. Not easy for not easy for some people. Trust me on that. Yeah, not a drama, mate. It's completely fine. And um, yeah, we wanted to hold out on this one, episode 100. It's a big one for us, and um, it's amazing to have such a amazing guest on board. So yeah, looking forward. I, to I would have worn like a celebratory hat or something <laughs> if I'd known. Mate, yeah, it's um. I'd have brought a cake. <laughs> gluten free. Gluten free. Yeah. There's no no fun in the gluten free stuff, is there? <laughs> So, Mike, can you tell the audience a little bit more about you and how many kids you've got? Oh, hang on. Uh, I have five kids. Uh, and if I had more time and more money, I'd have more of them. Nothing better than the kids to me. But, you know, I know it's not for everybody. And I know people who don't have them. And, and other people say, oh, that, that's a shame that she doesn't have kids or he doesn't have kids. And I go, oh, I, don't, I don't know that it's for everybody, you know. And then I have the people that say, well, I have a dog. It's like having a kid. And I go, <laughs> Really try leaving your kid at home for five hours unattended. See how that works out for you. Yeah, hundred percent. I've got some friends like that as well who treat their their dogs like a baby, but then they have a baby and go, "No, this is nothing yeah. like." It. Right, and I have people that go, "Well, we have to get home for the dog." I'm like, "Because you've been here for four hours." But <laughs> if it were the kid, you know, it doesn't work that way. But yeah, it's funny. I got five of them. Nothing better. Really, nothing better. Yeah, mate, 100%. And how has fatherhood changed your outlook on how you approach life? I think it shifts, uh, I mean, and it should, right? Uh, your perspective probably to everything. And uh, my kids range from from 11 months to 22. So uh, I'm seeing certain things through my 22-year-old's eyes who's just graduated from university, is entering the workforce, and I'm seeing things uh, if not through my 11 months old eyes, certainly through my four-year-old's eyes, um, as he sees, you know, bright lights and fire trucks and and things that he's seen maybe on an iPad or in a book, and now uh, he's seen them in in 
real life and, and the wonder that his eyes register when he sees these things. So you experience things on different levels. It's, it's, it's a lot like to me watching a, a, a comedy that has a lot of great lines, but the follow-up lines are, are equally as funny. And when you watch it the second time, you go, I didn't even hear that the first time. <laughs> God, that's even funnier. And I think it's a lot like that with the kids. I, I see certain things that, you know, of course I've seen a thousand times and I don't know if you take them for granted. I just took my, my wife and I took our four-year-old uh, away for the weekend and he saw, remember we're in California, right? Where the temperature is pretty much, you know, copy paste uh, a lot. And yep. he saw leaves uh, turning fall colors, autumn colors. And he goes, look at all the trees. Why are they yellow and orange and brown? And he's never seen that. So funny, you know, it's good. It changes your perspective. It makes you appreciate, to me, it makes me appreciate certain things that if I didn't take them for granted, I certainly, they certainly don't register anymore the way they used to. 100%. And mate, do you guys, obviously with such a broad range from 22 down to, I think 11 months, you mentioned have a set nightly routine with your kids or, you know, that you try and stick with every week and it might even be you know fish and chips on a friday night for example or a set dinner or movie night or something like that yeah we have a lot of uh you know traditions i learned early on with my older kids that traditions are what you create and they don't have to be passed down generationally they don't have to be embedded in your or woven into your family fabric from 200 years back they can be things that you do you know six saturdays in a row and oftentimes in the kids minds you did those, you know, air quotes forever, all the time kind of thing. Um, so in the evening, yeah, I get home and I do my, uh, I, I write my workouts for the next day while my older kids, now it's just my, my two, my old, two oldest ones back from university He's done. The other one's still there. So my daughter, uh, does her homework. I, daddy does his homework. It's what I call it. Uh, prepping for my clients the next day, uh, family dinner, um, and then the little one, now he's at an age where he showers with me. Uh, I think it gives his mom a bit of a reprieve. And uh, it allows me to teach him to be, how to be a boy, right? I mean, he's got to, to me, there's a different, kids develop differently depending on how their parents treat them and raise them, how they speak to them, tone of voice, um, severity of punishments, follow through with, with things you say, whether they're good or they're bad. Um, you know, is he allowed to pee in the drain or not? And I think, <laughs> I think that's the universal question. I think you, you split, you might, you might split the room with that, right? Moms, do you let him? Dads, do you let him? I think, I think that's a, that's a big question. So that kind of thing. And then, um, he goes to bed and we let him watch a little bit of his iPad at night. Uh, we catch up on emails, uh, sometimes look on Instagram. Um, last night I read, uh, the Where's Waldo book with him. I, I didn't really read it, but I mean, I tried to read it, but we looked for the Waldo guy. So, you know, it's there's a rhythm and a routine and it, it all um, it culminates with a winding down and a going to bed. Yeah. Mate. And, well, it sounds that you, you've got a pretty strict uh, schedule, you know, obviously with your clients probably at, you know, set route, uh, set times throughout the day. And then you've got your nighttime routine is, is time management and sticking to those, you know, schedules, something that you're pretty, consistent with every week? Yeah, I would say, remember, everything I just told you was in theory. Uh, it doesn't always, it's not always executed as seamlessly as that. Um, during the day, though, it's pretty rigid. 
uh, and if you're coming from the outside or coming from a different kind of structure, you might go, wow, are you for the military? But for me, it's really the only way I can get everything that I want to get done, done. If I don't, if I don't schedule it down to the minute, there's a strong chance that it will slip between the cracks. So, um, you know, it's like my Santa list, right? Checking it once, checking it twice. I have to make sure that I have the hour booked and what's not booked with a client. I slot other things in, um, whether it's reading an article, whether it's watching a, a video on something, whether it's catching up with a friend, you know, I literally put notes in there, call mom, like, so to remind me, not that I wouldn't call my mom, but it's like, remember to do it at this time. I know I'm free. I know I'm likely to catch her then. So it's pretty scheduled, pretty detailed. Uh, I've had people tell me that I, st I create my own stressor by uh, locking it in like that. But to me, that alleviates the stress. I have people say, when you go away for a weekend, why don't you get off your phone? And I think, because if I got off my phone, that creates more stress for me. It's easier for me to check it every couple hours, handle things as they come in, even if I'm just pushing them off until I return, as opposed to leaving them um, not handled. I had someone, I wrote someone who had asked me for a favor on a Thursday and I wrote them back. It was Thursday night after I'd gone to bed and I wrote them back uh, at about 4.30 in the morning on Friday. Didn't hear back from the person all day. And they had asked me for a favor. And I and my wife said, did you hear back? I said, no, kind of strange. Asked me for a favor and then just kind of vaporized, but okay. The next day the person wrote and said, hey, sorry, I'm trying to observe that the no phone Friday rule. <laughs> and I thought, wow, wow, you're asking for a favor and then you're going off the grid? I, you know, But I'm rushing to get back to you? I mean- if that's what you need for your sanity, fine. But to me, that would no phone Friday would be freak out Friday for me. I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. Not that I'm I'm married to it, but it's a tool to me. You know, you have you get that weekly report on your phone that says you you know this week your Straight screen up. time right up or down. When I first saw that, I felt called out. I felt <laughs> guilty, and then I thought, hold the hold on, hold the phone, literally. Uh, Really, what that is, is your time in the office. Because when I'm on that, it's the equivalent to back in the day when my dad was in his office writing at his desk or making phone calls or sitting in meetings. If I'm scheduling with a client or writing workouts on the phone or uh, watching a video or a webinar, that's all work time. So, you know, only X amount of it is fun, friend texting, um, Instagram, that's not Instagram for work. And so I, I stopped beating myself up about that. You know, that's, there's a lot of, uh, let's beat ourselves up about how, how attached we are to our devices. How about the fact that our devices have made us so much more productive, so much more efficient, um, so much easier to connect. I could connect with you when I had to shift that and change that. I could just message you, bang, 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 you'd get back to me. And we did that. That was pretty, it was a pretty easy transition rather than, you know, handwriting you a letter, apologizing for not being able to do it. You know what I mean? So it's strict, but, but you make room for things you want to make room for. And, and I think um, you use the technology to your advantage and, and you put a positive spin on it instead of a negative spin. 
Mate, 100%. And I think that that screen time app, it, it's given me that kick in the face as well before. It's yeah. like you, you go down 20% on last week and you celebrate this little win in your head, but then next week you're back 25% up and you're like, oh, shit. What, what is but, but, or, or, but, or is it? Or is it I'm up 25% good for me because I got – uh, I locked in two other deals. I was able to schedule two other clients during what would have been a down, uh, unproductive hour. Uh, I was able to finish two of the workouts, uh, while I sat, uh, in a waiting room at a doctor's office. I was able to do those. So when I got home, I was more present with my family. I'm going to try to always find not necessarily a justification, but a way to make that a positive. Yeah, definitely. I think as, as the phone, you know, gets um, more advanced and these apps and programs that we use on the computer start transferring over to the phone, I'm finding myself using the laptop less than I am and, and using the phone more, which, you know, like you said, there's, there's also such a positive to be able to do that on the fly and check that email or message and yes. then, you know, quickly make sure that you're not putting out a fire, leave it unread and then get back to it at that later stage. And, um, you know, I think that's definitely a, a positive and technology is going the right way. We flew home last night um, and I was able on the phone to finish all scheduling, which I had almost already done anyway, but just to lock in a couple things, fill in a couple gaps and prep all of my workouts uh, and talk to the people who I work with to let them know, here's what I'm thinking for tomorrow. Here's what it looks like. And when I got home, I was literally phoned down and I was able to just be with my son. So it was easy. It was like, I I felt that was... uh, time well spent put to good use right yeah 100 percent. and mate what are the favorite activities that you guys like to do as a family outdoors i know la's got some amazing hiking trails and beaches and and a lot of great things close by is there anything that you know you guys like to do as a family you know sort of consistently oh uh, we kind of for, we kind of uh, forget the beaches or it's they sort of fall by the wayside for us because we're not you know that close to them they're not that accessible and because our work schedule workload is is different um now but we definitely walk in the neighborhood as a family uh we'll go on a family drive which doesn't sound super eco-friendly but really it is uh it's not that bad i only drive a couple miles a day so i think if i take the family out for a drive that's not that's not a bad thing um uh we do obstacle courses in our backyard we do actually i've seen uh, some of them during uh during lockdown i've seen a few of the ones that you yeah yeah set up it was um they're fun they're fun they challenged me to keep them creative to to add the cognitive component to them um to challenge the, the kids in different planes of motion and and yeah they're fun um we uh we throw axes how about that you didn't expect that one coming yeah. we have a we put together an axe target in the backyard uh i picked it up i i I found that through a friend of mine who's a country western singer at his house. He he turned me on to that, and then I went to a strength conference at Sorenex, uh, Sorenex Summer Strong, yep. and they had it out there. And it's just a, it's a super fun little skill. And so we throw axes at a target, and it's fun. Yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah. I've seen that quite a bit. I don't think it's really taken off back here in Australia yet, but it seems to be quite the rage with like, you know, even arcades set up now where you can go to the bar and have axe competitions and stuff yes. like that. It, yes, yeah. there we uh, we went to one uh, with the Lakers performance staff in Las Vegas last year during um, uh, 
what are we, during summer league, I guess is when we were there. And then I went, my parents are in a little town outside of Memphis in Tennessee. And there's a, there's a place there. It's a small town. And you're like, wow, there's an ax throwing place here. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, there's, they definitely have popped up and, and they're fun. Yeah, definitely. Mate, if you can go back to Gunner on day one of fatherhood and let yourself know one thing that you know to be true today. Um, and I know things have probably changed considerably from, you know, the 22 year, you know, gap to what you would probably say, you know, with your four year old, for example, but what would that be that you'd go back and tell yourself? That I would tell myself, um, take the time with them, slow down, probably slow down, but maybe that's a feeling that everybody has with or without kids. I don't know, but it probably slow down, slow down, take the time. Um, don't fly off the handle. If they spill the water, they spill the water. And my son spilled the water this weekend on the trip and in the back of the car. And so you know what that's like. You're in the front, he's in the back, you're going down the road 60 miles an hour. And you're like, I mean, in your mind, you're imagining something out of a film that's some just disastrous event. And in fact, it's nothing. So it wasn't a big deal. And, and you know, good or bad for my older kids back in the day, I probably would have made it a bigger deal. So that's me growing and learning. And, and I've actually walked the older kids through it and said, look, maybe I didn't handle everything right. You know, I got a letter from my dad once uh, towards the end of my time in college and he, and he wrote and he was uh, sitting in his window. My parents lived in Paris at the time and he was looking out over the garden and he, and he wrote me this letter and he said, uh, I want you to know that if I, I, didn't do certain things or if I got things wrong that I was doing my best to provide for the family. And whenever I wasn't there that I was thinking about you guys and where I was, I was trying to make it so that where you were was fun and easy. I made some mistakes along the way. I'm sure um, this didn't come with a manual or uh, an owner's manual. And, and I tried to learn and do my best. And it was a fairly, my dad's not communicative in that way. It's just not, He's more reserved, um, but it was an interesting, it was a wonderful letter to get. And so I've tried to verbalize that from time to time to my older kids. You know, what I didn't do, please don't think I did that. I didn't do that because I was being neglectful. I did that because I consciously made a choice to do something else so that what you were doing could be better, so that what uh, time we did have was even better than if we had more time. And maybe now I would think, more time is better than better time. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe in that regard, quantity trumps quality. Maybe. Yeah. Mate, I love that. And what advice would you have for fathers out there um, about ch achieving success with their own health and fitness, fatherhood or any business endeavors that they might be going into? Prioritize it. You have to, pri I just had this conversation with a guy I know, a very close friend of mine who's 60 and he's in the health and fitness business on the nutrition side and the performance side, but not in training. And he used to be in terrific shape. And he said to me now, you know, I've just, I've just let it go, man. All I do is work. All I do is work. I'm just behind my desk. I'm just, and I said to him, you're missing out because everything you're doing to set up for the years ahead 
you're sacrificing the quality of those years because physically you're not going to be able to do all the things that you're setting yourself up to do, whether you think you're going to ride dirt bikes or go sailing or, or uh, hike the foothills of Mount Everest or whatever, you're physically putting yourself in a position to not be able to do that. So you're, you're, you're making this trade-off. You have to prioritize the fitness. And I'm not saying, you know, everybody has to be a bodybuilder, but I'm saying you have to, you have to keep the machine oiled. You have to keep the machine running well. It doesn't have to be at top speed. It doesn't have to be the, the fastest car on the road, but you have to keep it so you can get out and drive it. You have to make sure the registration is valid. You have to just make sure you take care of the machine, of, of the vehicle that is your body, so that when you want to do the things that you've set yourself up to be able to do, that you can. You can jump right in. I mean, I... I I push myself to get up early and to do cardiovascular exercise, to do resistance training and to stretch, to do mobility, flexibility, stability work. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to go pro in any sport at any time, but it does mean that if I'm at a, some gathering with parents and kids and they kids are playing soccer and they need one more guy to play soccer, that I can get out there and do it with the kids without – I'm not worried about pulling my hamstring. I'm not worried about running out of breath if I have to run 30 meters. You know, it's you have to keep yourself physically in shape. I don't, I don't even want to put that much onus on it. You want to just keep yourself ready so that you can participate in the life that you've set yourself up to live and to share that life with your kids. I, I've said this to a lot of young fathers who I see they have the kids and then they start gaining weight or the wife gets pregnant and they gain the sympathy weight. And I go, look, do you want to be the father? Only when they ask me, by the way, don't think I'm not that zealot who's out there, you know, pushing parents to, to train or train with me or do it. If you come to me, I respond. I don't ever go to you and push this. But I say, do you want to be the father who's on the sideline or do you want to be the father who's on the field? And, and neither one is right or wrong, but you have to know which one you're setting yourself up for. Yeah. My, it's, um, it it sort of hits the nail on the head. I, I spoke about this a couple of days ago and, and I'm myself personally, I train every morning 4.30 to 5 because my idea behind that is I can get my half an hour out in the gym. I can walk the dog. I can do a video for the, the group and have all this done before the family wakes up. Then I can help out with morning routine, school drop off, all this kind of stuff. And then no matter what happens for the rest of the day, that first goal is ticked off and you know no but one can take that from. But how about this? Add to that you're more resistant to illness, you're more resistant to injury, your mental acuity is up, you're uh, more patient as a parent, as a spouse, as a partner. So that half hour that you're, it's not like you're doing it just for you, you're doing it for the greater good. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's where I was sort of going is, and you asked me a year ago, why are you doing this? It's to look good, feel good and all this. But three weeks ago, I had this realization that hang on, I'm actually training for fatherhood. I'm training for life now. I'm not training yeah. because, you know, I used to be in the army. And I'm not training because I'm going back to the Middle East to do some work. I'm not training because, you know, I need to look good on Instagram. I'm training for exactly what you said because I want to be on the field and never have to say no to the kids. If they want to go hiking, bike riding, rock climbing, you know, whatever the case may be. Yes, or, or, let's go. Or to, or to your wife. Because exactly. being, a, being a father is more than just to the kids, right? Being a yep. father means being a proper spouse, being a proper partner with the other half of the, of the parenting 
governing body yeah. unless unless you're a single parent. But even then, you still want to be able to be the best you can be. And, and you're doing that so that the people you interact with on a daily basis get the get on a daily basis get the best out of you. You can bring them your A game every single time. But look, you what you just said, you're training for fatherhood. So on a, even broader than that, everybody, every everybody's an athlete, life is the sport right? Whether you're a starter, whether you're a backup, whether you're an all-star, it's still, it's a sport. It's active from, from getting up in the morning, getting in and out of the car, you know, reaching around seatbelt, putting the bag in, taking the bag out, taking the groceries in, out, up, down in your chair, or there are activities. That's why you have to take care of the machine. Yeah. I hundred percent. I totally agree with that. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, we, we see quite a bit with the, you know, thousands of fathers that we deal with daily around the world. And, um, you know, those little tasks that you even mentioned become, you know, actually hard things to do that everyone else takes for granted of putting their kids in the car or, you know, while they're asleep trying to readjust them back in there. And, you know, those things can be the ones that put their back out or put them. I can't tell you the stretch I felt in my back putting my son in his car seat and this rental car last weekend reaching around his body and getting that oh my god i was like where have they hidden this buckle to get all the way around there and then i thought nope just ease into it oh my gosh it feels so good and then i would just sort of lie on his lap like that he goes daddy get off me daddy i'm like dude i'm stretching my back out here so that's a tougher move if you're overweight inflexible deconditioned all those little things are harder yeah definitely mate with the um obviously the nba nba season uh coming to an end and having the bubble and um i'm assuming your gym has probably been shut as well due to all the covid uh stuff as well what's coming up for? no no go ahead what 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 have you got coming up that um people might be able to get involved in or you know be able to watch in and um see what's happening Oh, we have a bunch of projects that, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the rule of thumb out here. You, you just always putting irons in the fire and seeing what happens next. Um, the gym or my gym is, is just, they're just two trainers in it. Right. And it's a big space and there are two of us. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wiping down with alcohol solutions in there. It's a Clorox and chlorine. It just, it smells like a swimming pool in there now. Uh, <laughs> but, um, we're still seeing clients. Uh, we'll see what happens with the NBA season. Um, and there's some television projects in the works. Um, there's some travel plans in terms of heading off and working with people in, in different locations and, and putting some real time in there. And then we'll see if we can set up a, another facility, if I can get the right spot with the right people to run it in a way that um, mirrors what we've done and, and actually builds on that and improves on that maybe we expand in that direction i've also just signed a deal to work with world gym uh international and to work with um their personal trainers there to to maybe give them some insight i mean not that anything i think is right or or better but it's it's a lot of experience you know i got i have 30 years in so to be able to talk to those guys and girls and say look maybe look at it like this, maybe don't look at it like this, you know, see the good, see that it's a potential career versus just a job. Um, think about yourself as, as, as building on something that, that you could carry on for a lot of years. You know, someone said to me a thousand years ago, what are you going to do this when you're 40? And I went, 
I don't know. What else am I going to do? And then they go, and, and what, 50? And I go, I don't know. What else? And literally, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't one of those kids who when I was nine years old, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't, I didn't yeah. have that, right? And you sort of stumble along life's path and you end up where you end up. And then you go, what are you going to make of that? And, and if it's not right, are you going to back it up and go another direction? And I think if you, if you treat this career, the fitness career, the training career, the sports performance career as a career versus as a job that may open a door to lead you to something else, I think you can do some really special things here. Not the least of which is um, stay ready to be an engaged father, to be a father who can set a schedule so that he's home at a certain time or so that he leaves at a certain time or just uh, maybe two weeks ago, they asked me at my kid's pod school, which he's doing now because of COVID, if I would do the gym class for the kids, the physical education class. And I went out and I set up this obstacle course for these kids. You know, if I, if I had a different job that had a different structure, I wouldn't have had the, the latitude to, to build that into my schedule. So there are a lot of benefits that come with what I do with, with this type of career. So look at the positives and, and decide, Hey, is this something you want to work at? I mean, it's going to be work anyway, whatever you do is going to be work. That's, you know, that's why it's called the workforce. So don't look at this as necessarily a stepping stone. This might be, this might be the spot. Yeah. hundred percent. Gunnar, I highly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to um, jump on the podcast today. Where can people find you online um, and get in touch and follow um, uh, what you're doing? The website is gutterpeterson.com and Instagram is at gunnerfitness. Perfect, mate. That's well, I'll make sure is. I put all that in the show notes. So, guys, if you're out running right now or in the car, make sure you check out the description afterwards and you can go follow what Gunner's up to and um, get in touch and check out the obstacle courses for the kids as well. So, mate, highly appreciate you jumping on the podcast today and um, you go enjoy the, the rest of the afternoon over there in LA and we'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. I appreciate you making time for me and, uh, and working the schedule again. I know it's not easy. Mate, never a drama. Thank you. Thank you.